Sheila Fain's son Desmond died when he was just 30 years old. He had a heart condition since he was little, but as long as it was managed, he was okay. So when he died in prison, Sheila wanted to know what went wrong. I called, and they would tell me that they couldn't talk to me. Uh, one while, the nurse was willing to talk to me. Then all of a sudden, I called her back. She couldn't talk to me. She was still trying to get details about her son's death when, about a year and a half later, she got a call about Earl. Earl was her nephew, but she'd raised him alongside Desmond like a son. The caller told her that Earl had now died in prison. I asked, was she effing serious? I didn't, I'm just the only thing you can say, you're effing serious when you'd have been through this before. Earl was just 26 years old and had always seemed healthy. Earl was in prison for murder and had a long sentence. Desmond was there for a gun crime, and she'd expected him home again one day. Both deaths were hard, not only because of the loss, but because she couldn't get information about what exactly happened. Not having information is like not having a closure. For several months, I've been trying to track how and why people in Illinois prisons are dying. I got a list from the Department of Corrections with 166 deaths in the last two years. But about half of them have no cause of death listed, including Earl, the nephew Sheila raised. I used an open records law to request info about Earl's death. But the department said they didn't have the records. No medical examiner's report, not even a death certificate. Sheila didn't have very much info on Earl either. I'll come back to Earl. But first, Sheila did have some information on her son, Desmond. And I thought documents I had might be able to fill out the picture. But I wasn't sure, so I drove to see her in Freeport, Illinois. Hi, I'm Shannon. Six other family members showed up. Sheila said she wanted them there in case things got emotional. We all piled in the living room together. Sheila showed me a T-shirt she made. I love this one right here in the middle. That's why I put it in the middle. The shirt is a collage of three different photos of Desmond, showing his three different sides. This is, this is, this is what you call when him was happy. To me, this is his more serious side. You guys laughing because did he always have a serious face on? Is that The difference between the pictures must be something only a mother can see. His happy face and his serious face look the same to me. But he, when, he, when he cracked a joke, he still was serious about it. Do you have any pictures of him smiling? Right there, right there. That's the only one. That's probably his last smile. When he was like eight? <laughs> so Sheila was wearing this T-shirt one day at the restaurant where she works. And this guy came in to eat. And he looked up and he said, who is that? I said, that's my son. He said, I was locked up with him when that happened. I was like, you was? I said, do you know anything? If he knew something, he didn't say. But other people who were in the prison did reach out. One wrote Sheila a letter. She has her daughter read it to me. I'm a friend of Desi's. He always told me things. He was not getting the proper medical help he needed by the doctors at Sheridan. He filed grievance to know. Letter says basically that the prison let him die. Peace be with you, Desi, my friend. This information matched Sheila's suspicions. But it wasn't proof. It wasn't details. And that's what Sheila wanted. She shows me a binder she has of the information she's gathered. But it's it's so much crossed out. I, you can't make heads or tails of it. You can't. It's difficult to follow some of the records with redactions. But combined with other paperwork, it creates a timeline. A timeline that matches with the record I have. So it's patient number two. He's not named, so I'm not sure it's him, but it really... It really sounds like him when I'm reading it. He was about 30 years old. He had this record is from a court report. It was recently filed in a lawsuit over prison health care. It was written by an independent medical expert who reviewed the prison's health care system after being appointed by a federal judge as part of the lawsuit. He examined 33 different prison deaths, then wrote detailed reports about what happened for each one. The cases are all anonymous, but one of them, 
patient number two. The details match with Desmond perfectly. See the death date here? That is him. The date he died, the prison he was in, his heart condition, everything. You can put a name there. It's Desmond Lee Fang. You can put a name there. There's no way you know that this is... That's Sheila scans the report quickly, trying to take it all in, and then goes through more slowly, sentence by sentence. The report describes what happened to Desmond, showing error after error after error being made by healthcare staff. For example, Desmond was preparing for a surgery when he was sent to prison. A letter from his doctor was in the prison medical record, but the doctor was never contacted and the surgery was never done. The prison also gave him a medication that can have severe side effects given his condition. And the report says there's no clear reason for even prescribing it. The report says the prescription may have caused or at least contributed to his death. After reviewing the case, the medical expert determined Desmond's death was preventable. He didn't get the death sentence, but in the long run, they gave him the death sentence. So over his six months of incarceration, they identified 10 different times they made errors. If one person dropped a ball and somebody pick it up, that's different. But you kept on, you continued to keep on dropping the ball, showing and telling me as a mother that my child's life did not matter. Yeah, you, you got his life. You took my son away from not only my, for me, you took his brothers and sisters, you took it from his family. You have people every day saying they miss my son. You have people at holidays, we can't spend no more holidays with him. We can't see him on his birthday. We can't see him no more. Yeah, he did a crime, but he was paying for his crime. I don't know what the future would have helped from him, but you, you, you took that from him. You took it from us. The independent expert found that a third of the deaths he examined were preventable, just like Desmond's, and noted that medical staff made egregious errors, some so egregious the report says it would typically result in a doctor needing to be evaluated and possibly have their license sanctioned. That report is part of a lawsuit brought by the ACLU of Illinois and Uptown People's Law Center, alleging health care in the state's prisons is so bad it violates the Constitution. As for Earl, the nephew who Sheila raised... I was able to confirm with the coroner that he died at age 26 of pneumonia. That matches with what the hospital told Sheila. But as of now, we don't know much more. We don't know if his case was preventable, like his cousin's. We have made multiple requests over months and months to talk to anyone in the Illinois Department of Corrections about how they track deaths, how they investigate if something went wrong. But the department refused all our requests for interviews. Shannon Heffernan, WBEZ News.